And now, a word from our sponsors. We don't have any. So, if you'd like to get in touch, we'll happily take some of your advertising budget off your hands for you. Just don't put all your eggs in one basket. Most of our listeners are either our friends or family, and even they listen just to stop us yakking on about it. Mm. Besides, most of them already have all the blue pills they need. Isn't that right, Uncle Terry? And now, back to our show. Oh my God, you came back. What is wrong with you people? There's a whole world of TikTok and OnlyFans out there to experience, and this is where you choose to be. Seriously, I'm only here because I'm getting paid. Uh, Kevin, I don't think I said you'd be getting paid. Well, I just assumed. Well, it will look good on your, your comedy CV. You know, voiceover person on a popular podcast. This isn't popular. There are only four episodes, and it's all about you. Well, that's why it's called Rodney Beckford Isn't Funny. Oh, really? I thought it was because you were crap. Right, well, let's get on with it, shall we? Okay, this is your final warning, people, before the show begins. Leave now or listen at your own risk. Okay, listeners, now this thing's an actual podcast, I'm going to try and be a little more professional. Well, why break the habit of a lifetime? You should play to your strengths. Which are? Being late, being half-arsed, taking the piss out of vegans. To be fair, I am guilty of those things. Guilty? You've been tried, convicted and sentenced in a vegan court of soya, tofu and couscous. You're public enemy number one to vegans. They talk about bringing you to justice at their meetings, like you are Pablo Escobar. Vegan public enemy number one? I'd have thought the Milky Bar Kid was higher up on that list than me, along with the laughing cow that does the baby bell adverts and Captain Birdseye. Sarah Pascoe refuses to be on the bill with you. Sarah Pascoe doesn't know who I am. Ricky Gervais and Benedict Cumberbatch have both issued vegan fatwas against you. Not true. You're not allowed within 30 feet of Morrissey. Okay, okay, that's true, but that's for a whole other reason. And Ramesh Ranganathan and Chris Packham have both been caught on camera keying your car on separate occasions after you told that Hitler joke. It's a good vegan joke. In fact... That joke is up there as one of my best jokes of all time. Oh, okay. Yes, it is a good vegan joke. There's no denying that. But we're here to find out about you. Hang on. Don't you want to hear the Hitler joke? No, because taking the piss out of marginalised groups is frowned upon these days. You're about 20 years too late. In comedy, if you make sexist, racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transsexual or fat shame jokes about anyone, you better have a Killer punchline that brings the house down and makes the audience wet themselves. I know some of you are thinking, but Rodney, that's all the major food groups. And yes, you'd be right. But it's not that you can't make those jokes. It's just that you're going to have to make some pretty interesting lifestyle choices to get away with it if you're not funny enough. 
you'd have to be an overweight, mixed race, transgender, bisexual, non-binary, flexitarian to get away with anything remotely offensive these days. Which, let's face it, is a lot of Facebook groups to be a member of. But comedy doesn't necessarily need to poke fun at minorities and the marginalised because that's low-hanging fruit. Which is why I joke about vegans. <laughs> They're the only food group left that it's safe-ish to joke about. Although I'm pretty sure at some point in the future they'll be looking back at my old tweets and make me apologise for suggesting that vegans ever had a sense of humour. <laughs> when in fact, we all know, they don't. (laughs) That is, of course, unless Elon hasn't allowed Twitter, or X, to descend into a toxic hate and bile-filled shouting match that outfoxes Fox News. Trust me, when that bubble bursts, we're all going to get crap on us. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Right then, tell us about yourself. What's so funny about you? Uh, well, like what? I don't know. This is your show. You were the one who wanted to do something on your own. But I'm not on my own. You're here. Well, I am and I'm not. Remember, we talked about this. I'm just a voice in your head that represents your unconscious. I'm not convinced. Yeah, well, suck it up, you three ninety nine bargain bucket of chicken bits. What's that supposed to mean? Just tell us what's wrong with you. There are so many things wrong with me. (laughs) But luckily for you, I've not got time to share all 187 points with you here and now. Luckily for you, my sister and my brother and three of my ex-girlfriends have all collaborated on a website called www.whatswrongwithrodneybeckford.com where you can look up and compare to see if we share any of the same character flaws or defects. (laughs) One of my bigger problems is that I've been single for way too long. All those years in the Chippendales (laughs) has made me fearful of gangs of drunk, excitable, middle-aged women. (laughs) Don't laugh. I could have been a male stripper. I let myself go on purpose so as not to be as attractive to women. Unfortunately for me, it's worked a bit too well. The last time I had sex, Nick Fury was talking to Iron Man about starting a gang. I'm average at pretty much everything. The only areas I'm above average in are not earning enough, farting, and the number of times my profile has been swiped left on. I'm not tall enough to be short or short enough to be tall. Even my height's average. For a woman. (laughs) Another of my problems is that I'm not as smart as I think I look. (laughs) The fact that I think I look smart should tell you that I'm nowhere near as smart as I think I am. (laughs) That I'm not as smart as I think I ought to be doesn't get in the way of how smart I actually am. Which makes me think that maybe I'm smarter than I think I am. Which really isn't all that much smarter than I've proven to be. What? Basically, I'm smarter than I look, but I'm not as smart as I am.
Sorry, you're smarter than you look, but not smarter than you are? Yeah. You're an idiot, is what you are. I think you'll find I'm the brighter side of stupid. That's nothing to be proud of. Come on, tell the audience something honest and meaningful about yourself. I have been honest. I haven't lied once. There are definitely more than 187 things wrong with you. Well, yes, OK, it's more like 208, but that's not a funny number. Well, tell them something meaningful then. Meaningful? Like what? Like, why are you doing comedy? So, I got into comedy when both my parents had passed away. But as a kid, I liked making them laugh. Mostly when they were about to find out me, my brother or my sister had done something we shouldn't have done. The hope was that they might not go as hard on us, but they always did. My folks were Jamaican, and all I'll say is there's a reason we're all so fast on our feet. Because our parents were fast on their feet. Because their parents were fast on their feet. And they were fast on their feet because of slavery. And you had to be fast on your feet if you didn't want to get whipped. There was no naughty step for us like there is now. And if there had been, our parents would have only hit us with it. None of this. Now, now, Timmy, you need a time out, young man. My parents' generation would have hit you so hard you'd wake up six weeks older. Which, when you think about it, is kind of a time out, I suppose. I've got a friend who to this day has a three-year memory blank with no recollection of his 11th, 12th or 13th birthdays. One minute he's changing schools, the next he's doing geography, chemistry, physics and biology. All he remembers is getting a cheap knock-off Evelyn Kevlin action figure stunt bike that he had to push around on the carpet instead of an evil Knievel stunt bike which you pull back and it would race off popping a wheelie. He must have said something along the lines of What's this shit, Dad? <laughs> Next thing he remembers, he's in his mock exams <laughs> naming the metals on the periodic table. OK, now that's more like it. Child abuse? That's better, is it? Well, no, we're just we're getting to know you a little bit. Not as well as Google knows you, but still, we're getting there. Google knows me better than Siri. Yeah, well, that's because you watch all your porn on the desktop. Hey, they don't need to know that. All right. OK, so what other insights are you willing to share? Nothing porn related, that's for certain. Trust me, people. His sex life would be less interesting if he had one. Oi, shut up, you. Then tell us something. Uh, OK, OK, OK. When I was a kid at school, I wasn't very academic. I was very much like a T-Rex. And before any of you smart asses say it, I don't mean big mouth, tiny hands, fast runner. Thank you very much. Although, yes, they were several of my attributes. But I also had unbelievable eye-hand coordination, the motion-tracking abilities of a hawk, and was able to run down and capture smaller, slower-moving objects, and, yes, now I hear myself say it, like a T-Rex. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was popular, but I did know some of the tough kids and some of the smart kids. In fact, several of my schoolmates 
went on to rob post offices while one of them went on to defend them in a court of law while the other stitched up the people they shot at whilst making their getaways. So, collectively, they were all quite big contributors to society. In their own way. But a ball of any description I could run with, throw, catch, hit or kick better than most kids my age. The only things that academically appealed to me were art, history and English, which is why I tell story-based jokes, which is what history is, in an art form that is comedy. And I know some of you may not think this is either art or comedy, (laughs) for that matter, but you can all shut your face. (laughs) And I do it all in English, so school wasn't a complete waste of an education. Nice, Rodders. I'm starting to get a better picture of you now. And so, hopefully, is the audience. Are you? Yes. You're just as messed up as everyone else, which makes you relatable. I've never been called relatable before. That's because you turned up late. Sorry about that. I get into trouble for that at work a lot. It creates a really bad first impression. I'm a freelancer and I move around a lot doing what I do. So often, people who I've just met will say... I think I've worked with you before. I always like to reply, was I any good before? Because I'm a hell of a lot worse now. Just so as you know, if anything goes wrong on this job, it will probably be me. But I will not admit to it. And I'll throw absolutely everybody else under the bus first. The absolute worst thing I ever ever said to a very nervous production person who, unbeknownst to me, it turned out to be the American producer of a large show I was working on. I said, don't worry, I've messed up way bigger shows than this. (laughs) Which, looking back now, I can see how that might have made them way more nervous than they were before. The only show I've ever actually messed up was a Britain First outdoor rally. I walked on stage and said, testing, testing, into the mic and got booed. (laughs) So I said, if you guys don't like that, you better have a word with the entertainment committee because the warm-up act is Nish Kumar (laughs) and the music act is the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) Well, I think we're making some progress finally. What else would you like to know? Hmm, Nothing for the time being. Because we're out of time. You know, this is starting to sound and feel a lot like therapy. Well, we'll have to leave it here for this week and pick it up from there next week. That will be £200 in cash. Cash? Don't you take contactless? Does this look or feel like an Aldi supermarket to you? Well, there is only one cashier working. Rodney Beckford isn't funny was written, produced, engineered and edited by Rodney Beckford with... (laughs) Hang on a second, Tanya. Are you not in paid for this either? Kevin, let me tell you something. I have done multiple projects with this idiot and never, not once, not even expenses, has this clodpole ever paid me. You both need better agents. Oh, okay then. Well, as long as it's not just me... 
Where was I? Oh, uh, somewhere around Rodney Beckford isn't funny, was written, produced. Uh, that's right. It was engineered and edited by Rodney Beckford, mostly because he's too tight to pay anyone else. <laughs> and that's how much of a control freak he is. Oh, yeah, the music, if you liked it, is called Moonlight Caravan by Dexter and the Disciples. If you like this podcast, you've probably got a tumour. <laughs> Seriously, you should get your head scanned. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe to it and tell your friends and family. And if they like it, get them to check to see if they have tumours too. <laughs> this moron is also on the internet at www.rodneybeckfordcomedian.com and Instagram at Rodney Beckford Comedian. I'm contractually obliged to say that if you enjoyed these two idiots and you haven't already, give the looking for a third podcast to listen. If you like it, subscribe, rate and give it a review. I've listened to it. And? Tanya's way funnier than you. Yes, <laughs> Kevin. Right, well... This bit's definitely not going to survive the edit. Whoa, 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 hang on a second. What now? Well, the vegan Hitler joke. Aren't you going to tell it? Nah, I'll open with it next time. Oh, OK, good idea. I'm growing on you, aren't I? You're still a bellend. <laughs> oh, right. And don't forget to clear that browser history. <laughs> We are different from most other podcasts you might listen to. There aren't any celebrities. Mostly because none of them have heard of us. Or their agents warned us off with a stick with a bit of dog poo on the end of it. Mm. We're not even in the top 400 podcasts in the UK. Uh, I think you'll find we're not even in the top 400 podcasts in the world. But we are in the second million. Which is why we have to make trailers like this to encourage people like you to give us a listen. This trailer's for a new show we're calling The Feedback Loop. It's the sister show to our other show, The Looking for a Third Podcast. Basically, it's a show about a show, and we are putting our listeners at the heart of it. So we can blame you when it fails. Hey, that's not it. Look, all you have to do is listen to a couple of episodes of The Looking for a Third Podcast. Doesn't matter which episodes, personally, I'd go with... Running Man Jim or Eddie the Artivist? The choice is yours, people. Then get in touch via Facebook or Instagram and tell us about yourselves and we'll consider you for the show. There will be a test to prove that you've listened to the very end. Oh yeah, it's always worth listening to us to the very end. It's our thing. Oh, we are funny. Yeah, both shows are funny. We're comedy people, people. Although... If you have to say we're comedy people, people, then maybe we're not as funny as we think. Uh, I am funny, alright? I've got paperwork and everything to prove it. Yeah, well, I was too funny for clown school. I got kicked out of clown school for clowning around. Anyway, if you'd like to be on the feedback loop, give the Looking for a Third podcast a listen. And remember... Listen to a couple of episodes. There'll be a nine-hour written test with oral, multiple choice and practical sections. Then get in touch via Facebook or Instagram and tell us about yourselves. We'd love to hear from you and find out what you think about the shows.